0: In response to my video entitled, My Advice to Single Guys, I got the following comment. Quote, Why should I have to do so much work when 50 plus other men in her past didn't have to and still got the box? That's like asking one person for a college degree and past training to get a job, but another person with no degree or past training gets the same job too because, well, they got a really good smile. Make that make sense, my dude why should we accept nepotism in dating when we don't ever accept it anywhere else and in fact in the u.s if you hire someone simply due to arbitrary reasons like political or religious leanings or don't hire them because of it you can be sued for lots of money and potentially have your business license revoked i know dating and relationships aren't a job or business transaction but it's hard for me and other men to look at a woman who's got heaps of men in her past who didn't have to jump through hoops to get her then be met with a laundry list of demands, just to say hello to her. Your surprised men are saying no thank you. Would you not do the same? First and foremost, I'm ideally giving advice on how to have a long lasting relationship. The kind of girl who has a list of 50 plus men she has been with is most likely not the kind of girl you should be looking for to have longevity with given her track record unless she's had a complete transformation in how she dates. This can absolutely happen, by the way. I myself dated multiple women before I sought wise counsel and changed my approach to dating altogether. If you count individual dates and not necessarily what people today consider to be exclusive relationship, I was getting pretty close to that 50 plus mark if not surpassing it. Now I'm happily married to one amazing woman and I have been for a few years now. Your analogy about the college degree is correct if the woman you are applying to for the job of significant other has inconsistent standards. Most likely, a girl with a long list of men has some insecurities and other character flaws that have yet to be addressed. My answer to your question about whether or not we should accept nepotism in dating is yes, assuming by nepotism you mean being selective and showing favoritism towards certain traits and individuals over others. You've gone on already to acknowledge that dating is not like a job or business transaction, and I would emphasize that point. You mentioned how it is illegal to not hire someone due to religious or political beliefs. Thank goodness for that in the workplace, but my word, that should never be their standard for dating relationships. Can you imagine if it became law that in our dating relationships we were compelled by force to accept a partner despite what we might come to find out about them after the interview phase? This logic would mean that you must stay with your partner until they choose to leave you of their own choosing regardless of whether they change their sexual preferences or they convert to a religion or worldview that radically opposes your own. I know you are not advocating for this, but my point is that our relationships are currently way closer to being a job interview or business deal than they should be. My hope is that they would become less transactional and more intentional. To many people, the formula is currently, I want pleasure, so can you give it to me? And if the person can, they're in for however long the two mutually agree upon. The moment one party gets bored or is no longer pleased, then the other party member is dropped. You mentioned how it's hard for you and other men to be met with a laundry list from a woman with many past partners. There are a few things to keep in mind in this scenario. First off, this might be a good sign that this woman is making positive changes. If she had previously been what we would label as easy and let any guy into her life physically or emotionally, then to see her finally implementing standards is a sign of maturing. However, the big catch here is if she is only giving that laundry list to you and not to others. In this scenario, then she is most likely a dishonest individual with shallow reasons behind her rejection of you. It might be that you're not tall enough or something surface level like that. And so she's using the laundry list to discourage you from pursuing her. If this is true, then avoid this kind of woman altogether. She's not worth your time or energy. The kind of high caliber woman I'm hoping you will pursue must have standards. As I mentioned in the last video on relationships, we live in an age where you can get sexual pleasures immediately. If a woman is just as easy, or at least almost as easy, to access as the porn on your computer, then she has devalued herself. This is why I encourage modesty. Nothing says sophistication like a well-dressed woman among a sea of crop tops and bralettes. This leads me to another point of advice, which is to be intentional about where you are looking for a significant other. If you're looking for a car, then you should go to the garage, not the living room. Odds are you will not find the kind of woman who doesn't desire quick flings and zero attachment at ladies' night out at your local pub. As Ed Sheeran put it, the club isn't the best place to find love. Just ignore his next line about how the bar is where to go. It's marginally better than the club. Likewise, you will most likely not find her on hookup apps. It might greatly benefit you in a world of digital to make your options more analog. By that I mean, try to meet someone the old-fashioned way. Pick a place where someone of high quality character is more likely to be. This means you should find yourself looking for a partner volunteering at a youth camp or nonprofit of some kind or going to church functions. These kind of places typically require and encourage the serving of others, which is a trait of a less selfish individual. I say less selfish because you will never find a human without some selfish tendencies. The goal is to find someone with much less of those tendencies than the narcissists our culture is producing in mass. Beyond this, set up specific ideals for yourself and what you need out of a partner. Standards should work both ways. I would categorize them by primary and secondary standards. Primary standards are going to be the ones you absolutely need from a person. And if they don't meet these standards, then you should not pursue them no matter how cute the person of interest may be. This is ultimately to protect yourself from heartache and hurt feelings. One example of a primary standard might be requiring she has the same faith as you. If you need someone to be a Christian, then don't go around dating a self-identified atheist. This isn't because you hate atheists. This is just simply because your opposing worldviews are only going to cause you to fight. A Christian might one day feel called to go and evangelize in a third world country. He may feel this way because he believes God is giving him a higher calling. An atheistic partner might question why in the world he would ever want to give up indoor plumbing and Netflix for no reason. This will happen on a smaller scale too. Maybe he wants to attend church on Sundays and she doesn't. Or maybe he wants to give some of their income to the church and she doesn't. The list goes on. More examples of primary issues might be whether or not your partner wants kids. Or whether or not they even want to get married. Secondary standards, on the other hand, are ones that you may be willing to be flexible on, maybe not permanently, but for a season. For example, if your goal is to be debt-free in marriage, maybe you'll tolerate your partner having student loan debt, so long as they agree that the goal is to pay it off quickly, whether this happens before you're married or soon thereafter. Other secondary standards can be whether or not your partner wants to be a stay-at-home wife or have a career, Another can be exactly how many kids they want, assuming you've already agreed on having them in your primary standards you set. When I met my wife, she wanted six kids, while I wanted two or three. We eventually compromised on four, but even that has changed now that we had our first. Secondary issues should be things that are important to you, but can transform over time. Finally, be patient. It takes time to find a good partner. The tips I mentioned above are sure to help speed up the process but even with those tips, it might take some time to meet an eligible candidate. Enjoying your singleness during the waiting is going to make the time much less frustrating as well. Hang out with friends, learn an instrument or a trade, work hard and put a lot of savings away in the bank. It might do you good to remember that someone who lives each day content with their circumstances is an attractive person as well. Single people are rarely attracted to other single people who go around lamenting that they are still single. It almost becomes a self-defeating prophecy, so chin up and go do something to make a good memory or to make you a better man.